0: Brainstorming and sharing ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm comedian Tom Walma. I'm comedian James Couture. And I'm comedian Justin Sakarica. This is Creativity Wasted. My idea, I've done it like three
1: times, but like with the way the world is, it's kind of hard to do it now. I don't know if you guys have seen on uh, the Salsa Power page, but I would do like, a table-type talk show called Hollywood Sauce, and I would talk about movie news. Like, I'd do just, like, topical, like, desk jokes, pretty much. And I, like, have segments and talk about trailers or any kind of random movie news directors I don't like and then have a segment where my parents watch a movie and then
0: uh, (laughs) critique it.
2: I think I saw that before, but i got to be honest, I don't think I watched it, but but that does ring a bell.
0: I've seen a couple of Salsa Parlor things. The apocalypse thing, whatever... Was it you that was uh, the mouse making the cheeseburgers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, I watched like that one. Yeah, that was
1: funny. We've, got, we've put some sketches. In the pandemic, I think we've put out maybe seven or eight little sketches. But uh, it's hard to put stuff out there, especially right now. We kind of, like, took August off, and it turned into, like, five months.
0: One month oh. off
1: turned into, like, a half-a-year vacation.
0: Yeah, I know what that's like. I haven't written many jokes over COVID for stand-up. Oh, stand-up has taken a huge... Bow. Yeah, I, I've been I don't think I've written
2: one new joke, honestly. But I mean, you know, I, I I can't wait for, you know, full capacity to come back whenever the hell that is. I think when it does come back it's gonna come back with a uh with a real a real passion, you know?
1: Yeah, people want to be out and they wanna be entertained.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Keep, keep it keeping along with uh Hollywood sauce. They're like three, five minutes long. I shoot for like fourteen minutes. And then we edit it down to, like, the best tight clips. I love doing it. I want to do it more. But it's so hard to do that right now when, like, theaters are closed. Like, uh, premieres are being pushed back or delayed. Things are going straight to streaming services instead of, like, released. You know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There's still movie news out there. I need to, like, probably bring it down to, like, doing Netflix premieres and, like, original streaming content I can probably do just as well. There's so much stuff still popping out despite the fact that like movie sets are pretty strained like we're not going to get a, a james cameron sequel to avatar probably for another 10 years
0: they were still filming that with covid right i don't yeah, know yeah i've it's seen probably some not underwater
1: gonna... stuff because they're making like emily blunt learn how to hold her breath for three minutes to act in a pool <laughs>
0: <laughs> i guess it's better than getting super fat for a movie
1: <laughs> I tell christian bale that
0: keeping along with uh Table stuff like like I do, like the, all the
1: desk humor and uh, kind of late night style, like jokes and monologuing. Do you guys watch a lot of late night or or any kind sort of desk or like daily show type stuff or even like I Hollywood Minute? Uh... Remember David Spade's Hollywood Minute? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. That was kind of funny. I like David Spade and his like snarky type of humor. Is yours like a snarky comedy or is it just all over the place? Are all the jokes about the movies? Uh they're about movies, they're about directors, they're about whether or not like
1: especially like I put a lot of my like own opinion into it. So it's like an op-ed. So it's it's joke stacking on top of whether I like it or not or whether I think people should even like give this the time of day. I kind of do a little David Spadey like topical setup punchline, but I also just go on like riff rants.
2: Does it have something uh, in common with maybe like a Jiminy Glick type yeah, show?
1: a little bit like that, but it's not. Yeah. An inter- it's no interviews, but I love that shit.
2: Jiminy Glick like, was a great character. I like, yeah, not out like this? But then tell you something. Serious. <laughs> have you thought about maybe like becoming a character for it? You know, like kind of like making like a persona. I kind of do a little bit of a character
1: because I'm like me, but a little bit more manic and aggressive.
2: Yeah. So yeah, You know, like that's a good idea because uh, like it stand out and that can actually kind of help guide your jokes you know
1: yeah because i do i do like doing characters i've even like i've done two characters for the stage where the structure is stand up but i'm the character like i'll do one where i'm coma carl every time i do it the coma gets longer and longer so the first time i did it this guy was in a coma for 15 years and like when I woke up it like Trump was president. So it was a lot of that kinda of like, Well, I was fifteen years old when this went... Because 'cause I, I'm the age I am now.
2: Oh okay. Looking
1: back. So like the last time I did it, the coma was like eighteen years old. And I had a lot of topical jokes on top of some like outdated like early two thousands, late nineties jokes. It's just like this clueless thing. And I got another one where I'm I'm America's favorite uncle Bill Miller and I just do a bunch of bad dad jokes and yell and yell about my wife
0: (laughs) um you said your parents rate movies do they give like hilariously oblivious reviews like they don't know the name of spider-man or like weird shit like that
1: well i grew up
0: in a family where like
1: we got together and we settled down and it was movie time like seven o'clock at night growing up was like come home we're gonna put a movie on then we're gonna go to bed so we watched a lot of movies and even my folks are just they love just sitting down and watching movies My mom's takes are a little bit more hilarious because she's like, "Mm, I don't know, Nicole Kidman looks fat or something like that. And uh, my dad would actually write out like (laughs) op-ed material and try and make a joke. It's cute as hell. I would call it like the parents' popcorn pick of the week. And they're not even new movies. (laughs) Like, oh, my parents decided to sit down and watch uh, (laughs) Dumb and Dumber today. So let's talk about that. So it's always a little bit of throwback because I like to talk about recent movie stuff. And then I go to them, and they watch. Yeah, we watched uh, Meet Joe Black, and then I was I love Anthony Hopkins, things like that.
0: Do you make them watch like movies that they would never watch? That they would no. Hate? I let them.
1: I let them pick. Oh, because they have they have on demand. They have Netflix. They have Hulu. They have like these streaming services, and their their tastes are all over the place. Like my dad loves like action movies. When he gets all excited, he's like, "Yeah, that was great." <laughs> but they watched Ad Astra before, and they couldn't remember Brad Pitt's name. So it's like that one character, you know what he's in. He's in all those Ocean Eleven movies. Like they they watched The Irishman and just wanted to like talk about The Irishman and my dad just shat on Anna Paquin. She's like, man, you one line in the movie. Why is she even in this movie? And I like to involve my family. I'm a pretty family-oriented like group, my brother and my sister in law watch it and crack up because I'm I'm like allowing my parents to be in on the joke, so I like to keep it kind of connected on that type of level, which is why I miss it. I've only done three of them, and the plan was to do like two a month. So yeah, I feel I feel pretty wasted uh, not being able to to do that because I was going to bring Johnny Mockney in and we were going to kind of like duo uh, write it, and uh, it's just tough the way Hollywood is now, and I'm trying to transition it into a way that would
2: be interesting for a viewer have you thought about maybe doing something like picking a classic movie and like sort of like in a joking manner like recast the main part and kind of like say oh i think this person would be better like going back to brad pitt and being like i really think that jack black would have been the best lead for fight club and kind of like you know like playing into it a little bit just to see if like people are gonna take you serious or not
1: yeah no i feel i understand where you're coming with that (laughs) like Why did they, like, shit on the casting a little bit? It was like, George yeah. Clooney again? Do we not like Paul Giamatti?
0: <laughs> yeah. What did you call it again? What was the title?
1: Hollywood Sauce. Because it Because it was
0: under the Salsa polar flag. Like, me, Louie, and
1: Jake Ford, Louis Michael, we were doing talk shows. And Louie was doing news topic stuff, and it was called Hot Takes. And it was just quick, rapid, riffing one-liners. And Jake would do a music one called the high note and he, same desk level stuff, making jokes at music news. And I would do all movies. So we were trying to like tap into news and pop culture and still be under the salsa bar flag. And I, I went through like five other different names, but Hollywood sauce like hit pretty hard when we tested it with everyone in the house. Cool. The setup for it too is a little, cause we would do like a whole set. So we would like clear the living room and like make this like desk type of stuff with the lights and, three cameras, and now we have to like really simplify it because, I don't know, we're just kind of down and out trying to do our own thing.
0: Cool. Yeah, I actually had an idea on the podcast for our movie rating thing. I called it Hollywood Hold Up. I never actually did it. I just talked about it on the podcast. I'm a fan of
1: alliteration.
0: But I wanted to um, get a bunch of people of different ages, like a couple people in their 20s, a couple people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They would all watch the same movie, and then they would discuss whether it holds up.
1: I like that. You should get like a six-year-old, though. Really really mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> they like, get a six-year-old, get a 22-year-old, and then get like a 63-year-old.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, at one point, I actually messaged Karim Sheik to see if he wanted to do it. But then I decided to do this podcast. Instead, I didn't want to do two of them. Um, <laughs> and I, d- I didn't want to have to coordinate trying to get all those, so many people together. It's hard enough to get three
1: guests. No, it definitely is. The, the one-on-ones is, is kind of an easy thing to do, but when you're trying to balance everything out.
0: Um, so your parents pick the movies they rate, but you also rate different movies yourself. Well, it's just,
1: it would be a segment. So the way I divided it up was I would start with Hollywood news. So I would read things like the Hollywood Reporter, Variety, like Hot Topic Hollywood periodicals. Okay. And then I would go into a next segment called Parents Popcorn Pick of the Week. And then I would do like a two minute little thing on them. And then I would go into Coming Soon and I would pick three movies that are trailers that are relatively hyped up. And then I would kind of either say, yeah, like a yay or nay. Like Black Widow came out and I was like, this movie's too late. And it's even more late now.
0: What do you think about the stream? HBO Max, they're going to get all the, the movies from the theater. They're getting everything.
1: I was just talking to Jackie Marpa, and she she said that HBO Max is getting all Doctor Who. Like, they're getting everything. They're getting The Simpsons again. They're getting Doctor Who. They're getting a bunch of just, like, fantastic binge-watching material. The The only
2: way I'm going to get HBO Max is if they actually pick up the Venture Brothers, because I heard that they might do that. If That'd they be cool. pick up the Venture Brothers, I'm going to get HBO Max for that sole reason. That's a I great cartoon. It, yeah, I fucking love that show. God, I was so mad. So funny. It. Oh, yeah.
0: Never seen it. <laughs> Pretty what? Good. Dude, you've never
2: seen The Venture Brothers. You totally have to watch it.
0: But yeah, the HBO Max, I might have to sign up for that. But I've been super annoyed with the streaming services because there's never anything to watch. It does feel like I've seen everything. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty excited for the Snyder Cut, though. That's, like, another thing that's coming out on HBO Max that I want to talk about.
2: The Snyder Cut is like the Chinese democracy of movies. <laughs> if you guys are fans of Guns and Roses, I talked about it for years and years and years, and then finally it came out. Like, that's what the Snyder Cut reminds me of. Yeah, but any,
1: any day now, it's going to get back. Yeah, it's yeah, coming,
2: it's coming.
0: The Joker's yeah. going to be in it, man. It's going to be great. <laughs> Streaming service conversation is maybe boring. Maybe I shouldn't have took it there. I might edit that out. As a guy who loves going to the movies, like that's my church. Like I'll go
1: to the movie by myself like Don Draper and just chill out, like zone out. So with the streaming services being as vast as they are, I guess those are that's the new movie theater. Like your living room is a new movie theater. It's just not the same. So like a little bit of my like flair and like lust for it is kind of missing.
2: I could totally get that because, like, you don't have that whole experience of going and, like, the lights come down and, you know, like, the sticky floors. The, the sound, top, the it. smell of it. Yeah, like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you need that atmosphere, you know? You guys oh, yeah, at Salsa
0: yeah. Parlor, you could get a bunch of people together and get, like, a projector and put it in the yard. and We've actually done yeah. that. would <laughs> probably be. Yeah. Awesome. We had, over the
1: summer, Lou, I came home from work one day and Lou was hanging on a ladder over the garage because it's separated from the house. And he was hanging this big projector screen up by himself. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He was trying to die today? He's like, we're going to watch a movie tonight. We watched Up. How many of you cried during Up? Oh, like right away.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. You have to.
1: And when you're with your good buddy, it's it's very comfortable to cry. The the first
2: 10 minutes of that movie, seriously, is better than like 90% of what's come out in the past 20 years.
1: It gets wicked funny, like right after, though. Like it's like sad, oh, yeah. and then it's a blast.
0: It's you might
2: say it lists you up. <laughs> well, With all that's... those
0: people, you could rent those twenty dollars Amazon rentals.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna do that.
1: But uh, that's that's pretty much my idea. I know it's like I've done it, but and I've, I, I just like the idea that I want to continue doing it. It's a little bit difficult
0: right now. Is there anything that you want to do? Like any segments that? Are like, too complicated, you haven't gotten around to doing them?
1: Uh, probably something along with what Justin was saying earlier, probably add a little bit more characters into it. Um, I like acting. I like I like building those type of uh, standout characters. Uh, so I'm, like, trying to get my uh, acting chops back going. I, did, I acted in high school and a little bit in college, and I like doing it. I also, it's a good exercise away from stand-up. To, like, think of a character, think of his ideals, think of what makes that person a person, and then turn it upside down in its head so it's a parody of itself, kind of. Cool. It's fun to write that way. It's a release, honestly.
0: Yeah, I like doing different things.
1: Sure. I haven't done a lot of it, but giving a chance to riff is a, is a good is a good thing.
0: Cool. Anything you guys want to plug?
1: We have a self fan page on Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube page. You can catch me on episodes of a Loaded for Bear which is also on uh, Instagram and YouTube. You can follow my Instagram page at Secret Beefcake if you want to see pictures of me doing silly things.
2: As of right now, there's nothing going on, but when we can do full capacity once again, I've got a monthly show at Liberty Street Brewing Company in Plymouth, Michigan. got a monthly show at the Rusted Crow Distillery in Dearborn Heights. And every so often, I put on the theater shows at the Village Theater at Cherry Hill in Canton, can't wait to start doing those shows again.
0: If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted dot com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.